Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. We go on a journey to discover the skills in every hero. Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, and we are so excited about celebrating this month of December. It's going to be a crazy uh, holiday season, but nonetheless, we will get through it. And I don't have any any new news to bring to the table as far as December goes, but Stacy, I do believe you do. You've got a new young grandchild that uh, you're going to have a, a Christmas with this year. I do. I do. The Lord has blessed us with a new grandbaby, Michael Williams. He is four weeks old and just thriving. He and Mom are both doing well. So again, we're just rolling in some gratitude around here. I love the month of December and as we welcome in the holidays, and I recognize a lot of people are going to have to do things different this year than they've done in the past, and we, we're adaptable as a species, and so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how everyone adapts and enjoys the holidays. So I'm very honored to be able to bring this podcast to December with people that are filled with hope. And we have a, oh, I yeah. think like we have a really great message of hope traveling through the month of December. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree, and we have a very, very special guest today, and just what she does, you know, I'm just grateful for what she does and uh, what she's accomplishing with the, the skills and the talents that she has. So why don't you go ahead and introduce us to our special guest and uh, get us going. Uh, I would love to do that. I've had the privilege of just getting to have a few short conversations with this beautiful lady. She has a great soul. She has a great story. And she provides a pretty remarkable service for some people that have a very distinct need. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Marjorie Oaks. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, so, yes, I, I'm Marjorie Oaks, and I am a mother of four. And one of my kiddos was adopted from Russia in 2012. And through that, through her adoption, my business kind of came to be. My business is the Swanky Stitchery and Common Covers Weighted Blankets. Then I also have other sensory products. I'm really just geared toward people who have sensory processing disorder or insomnia or anxiety, which by the time you get into insomnia anxiety, it's pretty much everybody. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, and how I got into it, into my business, um, I really feel like God just kind of placed it into my lap as this is what you're going to be doing. And um, it was really through the adoption of my daughter from Russia, um, and after she came home, she blossomed and just became this super sweet, positive person that I never knew was even in there, and, but she was having trouble reading. Despite the fact that she was so smart and had a really great memory, and so I was trying to figure out, you know, why, why is this causing her so much trouble when she does great at math, she does great in her other subjects, but it was just the reading and I went to this Empowered to Connect seminar, which is for adoptive parents and for people who work in foster care. And it was put on it at TCU by Karen Purvis, who wrote The Connected Child, which is a book that, like every adoptive parent, they tell you to read it before you bring your kid home. And one of the things I talked about at that conference was sensory processing disorder and how it contributes to ADD, ADHD, and how weighted blankets, they gave you many tools that you could use uh, to help ADD kids regulate, um, but one of the things they mentioned were weighted blankets. 
And the light just kind of went off for me like, oh, like that's what's going on with her. She's got some ADD, or at least I thought that was had pretty good odds that that was what was going on because she was a runner, really good at soccer, you know, because she could just run all day. Uh, and mm. so I thought, well, I'm going to make her a weighted blanket because I already had a little fabric business on Etsy. I like to sew. So I thought I could make her one of those, but I was real skeptical just because I thought, you know, what are the odds that fabric with some pellets inside is really going to be this miracle, <laughs> this miracle right. thing. So, but it, it, I sat her down and it was like, it kind of, a, it, it blew me away that she could just sit still and focus to be able to read. And so, you know, we've had some struggles since then. I've had her in tutoring, but the weighted blanket has just really helped her just to kind of calm down and be able to sit and focus. So I started selling them in my Etsy shop, and they sold really well. And then I had um, I started selling them on Amazon and eventually had to get a manufacturer. And then I've expanded to do other sensory-related products as well. Um, but I just feel really blessed to have this business that where I actually get to help people. Like I'll have people come to me and say, I slept through the night for the first time in decades. And that just kind of blows my mind that it can actually, like something that I can use to make a living for my family can actually have a positive impact on people. It's just, it's just really cool to me. Oh, I think but, that's um, wonderful. As a grandmother of a, I have a granddaughter that is three and she's been diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And some of her issues, her ADHD issues that come along with that, we, my daughter began to learn that. My son is actually an ADA. Um, he does one-on-one services for children with autism. And mm-hmm. so through what he knows and his education about that very thing, about that sensory perception, and she uses a weighted blanket. And she mm-hmm. has a weighted baby that she actually warms up and puts in the, the body of this baby, and this baby is weighted, and she carries it. She can feel the warmth and she can smell it. And it's really mm-hmm. calming for her. Yes, I actually, I have a similar product that I call Calming Cuddlers, which are, yeah, they're weighted stuffed animals that you can microwave. <laughs> you market those on Amazon? Yes, yeah, so I'm on Amazon. If you go to Amazon.com slash Calming Covers, you can find my Amazon store, or you can go to my Shopify website, which is CalmingCovers.com, and uh, and purchase from me that way. But yeah, I have lots of sensory related stuff. And I also have some free resources on my website that um, can help, you know, if you're wondering, does my kiddo have ADD? Does my kiddo have autism? It has tons of links. It has links about, you know, if you're interested in adopting and all that kind of stuff, because that's really important to me, um, you know, to provide that service and that information for people who need it, because that's a lot of what I do, you know, when customers come to me, a lot of times they haven't even heard of a weighted blanket or they don't, mm. you know, they don't really understand why they enjoy sleeping with a bunch of blankets on top of them. They just do. And so then I can kind of explain to them, oh, well, you're, you know, you're just a sensory person. You need that weight. And it, it helps to release the serotonin in your brain and all this kind of stuff. So that's kind of fun that I get to interact with customers in that way and kind of help them understand what's going on in their own bodies. <laughs> That's really neat. I remind me at the very end again to ask you to repeat your website, right, for our listeners okay. to make sure that they get a hold of your website. So let me ask you this question. 
you look at the path that you've traveled in your life and where you've come to, and now you're the mother of four, and you have one special needs child from another country, and that takes a lot. Can you tell me who you can identify in your world as a hero, and how come? Well, um, mine is probably going to be a little bit different than most people's. Well, I don't know, maybe probably a lot of people do have this as, as a hero. Um, but my hero is very much Jesus Christ um, because during that adoption, he showed up in my everyday life in just a crazy, spectacular fashion. Um, and I guess I, you know, I can tell you some of that story here. It's really it's my testimony of just how he called me to adopt her. Um, I was not looking to adopt at the time. Um, my husband and I were not because, um, you know, we had two small children already. Uh, my oldest, my son was three, and my daughter was one and a half. This was back in 2011. And so, you know, not really a good time to be, <laughs> to be adopting because we already had two really small children. So, but how it happened was I was reading this Christian mom's blog, and I wish I could remember the name of the blog because I would totally plug her. Um, but she was blogging about how she was adopting this sweet little boy with limb differences through Reese's Rainbow. And I don't know if you've heard of Reese's Rainbow, but they advocate for international special needs orphans. Mm, beautiful. So I, yeah, and so I, I went on that site um, just because I was curious about it. And I, I really, I know that God had been preparing my heart to adopt since I was a little girl. My parents were going to adopt because they were having trouble having me, and my mom had already filled out the paperwork but then they got pregnant with me. I was the, the third child. But um, anyway, and so and I knew about that. My parents had told me about that. And I remember thinking, wow, there's kids out there that don't have parents. And that just being a total mind blower for me because I've always been so close to my parents. So um, anyway, and so I, I follow this Reese's Rainbow link, and I was looking through all of these you know, precious children, with all, just all of this need just staring you in the face. And it just, just broke my heart. And I just remember seeing there out of all those pictures, so many kids, there was this one at this little girl that I just couldn't get out of my head. And I thought, well, you know, by tomorrow, I will, I will have moved on. I will have forgotten about it. (laughs) Trying to talk myself out of it because like I, did not need to be adopting a child right. <laughs> at that stage of my life. And so I just, you know, but I prayed about it. I was like, oh, you know, well, God, if you know, she's meant to be mine, then, you know, just keep her on my heart. And so, of course, he did. And so a few days later, I think, well, I'm going to bring it up to my husband, and he'll set me straight. He'll be like, no, woman, you're crazy. <laughs> we are not doing that. So I brought it up to him, showed him her picture, and he prayed about it. And he, well, first he kind of looked at me like he did think I was crazy. <laughs> Maybe just for so. a second, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. And so he prayed about it, and he came back, and he said, well, I do think God is calling us to adopt. I'm just not 100% sure it's right now and that it's this child. And so I said, okay, well, fair enough. Well, why don't we keep praying about it? So for 10 days, and this was the most intense 10 days of praying I've ever had in my 
whole life. Just, sure. I can remember just driving around everywhere I went, and there was this song that had just come out by Plum called I Need You Now, and I can just remember crying everywhere I went. Oh, I don't know what to do. This is just because I had all these doubts in my head, you know, that I think every mother has. Am I, am I good enough? You know, just even with your biological children, right. but then just magnified. Like, I, I don't even feel like I'm the perfect mom to the bio kids I already have. And you're asking me to do this with this child who's going to come back with all this trauma and who knows what, you know, medical needs and all kinds of stuff. And I just don't know, Lord, if I can handle this, I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't think I'm nice enough. I don't think I'm faithful enough. Just all of the doubts that you have going through your head that were just being amplified. (laughs) And so, and I can remember going to my women's Bible study and saying to my friends, you know, what is my, why does my bio daughter going to think when I bring home a child the same age, because they're literally three weeks apart, which they tell you not to do, not to disrupt birth order. So that was another doubt of mine. And I said to my friend, you know, what is my daughter going to think? And I remember my friend said, she said, she's going to think she has a sister. Oh, that's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. She is going to think that. And so finally, after all of this praying, I remember I was sitting on my couch one day and just crying out, like literally and figuratively. And I just remember saying to God, just tell me yes or no, because, of course, God loves it when you test him. (laughs) Just tell me yes or no. If this is my kid, I will do whatever. I will, you know, do whatever to get her home. Because you know how it is with your kids. You will do anything for your kids. So if this is my kid, I will do whatever to get her home. And uh, instead of a yes or no, and I really believe, I didn't get a yes or no because he would have, because I would have thought that came from me since I was the one asking the question. But instead, I literally felt this wind go up the back of my neck and over my head. And it sounds really crazy when I relate this story, but, and just this knowledge was placed like at the base of my brainstem, like I could feel it that she didn't have cerebral palsy which I wasn't even praying about that. I didn't care that she had cerebral palsy. I had a friend growing up that had cerebral palsy, and, you know, she learned to walk. She got married. She went to college. To me, that was not – that was a special need that I was comfortable with and that my husband was comfortable with. I just thought, well, she'll need some extra doctor's appointments, but I can do that. You know, I live in DFW. There's lots of great doctors here. We have good insurance, you know. Um, but that was the knowledge that he gave me, which was completely contrary to all of the medical information that the doctors in Russia gave us in her file, because she wasn't walking and she was almost two. So they said, we think she has cerebral palsy. So I thought, well, okay. So, but now here I have this new information. And I can remember thinking, like, wow, I mean, if this is true, this is like mind-blowing. I've never gotten... (laughs) I've never gotten like a direct message from God about right. you know, someone, especially someone on the other side of the world that I've never met. Um, but I was still kind of, you know, doubting it. Like, you know, I don't know. And I, but I could go, I could go back to it, and I could still feel that in my brain. It was the weirdest, the weirdest thing. That yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So I love it. Go, 
we go through it, and we get all the paperwork done, and we go over there to visit her. And I kid you not, we walk in that room, and she walks up to us. She had just started walking like two days before. Oh, wow. So that was she, just... She picked you. <laughs> that was just you know mind-blowing and this huge confirmation of everything you know, that I've been praying about, like God really does have this child, you know, in his hand, like he knows what he's doing, but still, so we met her and she was, yeah, I had a normal two-year-old at home. So I know what a two-year-old is supposed to look like. And I knew she was going to be delayed, but she was not talking at all, not even babbling. She barely, you know, barely walking, had just started walking, but, and kind of walked like someone who's been on a horse too long, you know, with the bow legs. Yeah. Uh, crazy skinny, was doing the, these, these weird kind of herky-jerky motions, uh, which made me think, you know, is there something neurological going on, which now I know that that is a sign of severe malnutrition and starvation. But at the time, I did not know that. So it was very scary. And see, my husband did not get the visit from the Holy Spirit like I did. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> I still felt pretty certain you know, about going forward. But he was like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I don't think we can handle this, you know. And so mm-hmm. we, we told the lady at the orphanage, we said we want to come back and see her tomorrow, but we did not make a commitment one way or the other. Well, we get back to the hotel, and we were just freaking out. I mean, freaking out. <laughs> just, at, just pure, unadulterated fear that makes you want to puke, kind of freaking mm-hmm. out. And, uh, which sounds horrible to, to admit, but it's, it's true. And I can remember going back to the hotel room and I said, well, we just need to pray about this because I didn't know what else to do. And so we prayed there, you know, on the dirty, nasty carpet in our, mm-hmm. in our hotel room. And we literally, both of us just had instantaneous peace. And we had prayed, you know, God, just give us peace one way or the other one way or the other, and we both, both of us just had instantaneous peace that that was our daughter. We both instantly felt fine. We were like, let's go eat dinner, and we're going to go see our daughter again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so <laughs> cool. The craziest, coolest thing. Um, so God is my hero <laughs> because he held my hand through that whole process, and he didn't let me miss out on that because bringing her home has literally been probably the biggest blessing of my life, getting to watch this person just, you know, who was just completely closed off, didn't want me to hug her, was afraid of the bath, was afraid of other children, and just seeing her come out of her shell and blossom and turn into this happy-go-lucky, fun person that will just talk your leg right off I mean you would not recognize her and I just thank God every day for not giving up on me because I doubted so many times and he never gave up on me and he never just rolled his maybe he was rolling his eyes I don't know I don't <laughs> maybe I think he's rolled his eyes at me a few times and looked down and went really yeah okay I mean, I'll walk you through that humor to deal yeah. with all the things that I've put him through <laughs> So, I, I totally so agree thankful. with you. So yeah, when you talk about Jesus Christ, when you talk about Jesus Christ being your hero, which mm-hmm. is beautiful, by the way, you'd be surprised at all the interviews that we've done. You're the third person 
that's identified Jesus Christ as your hero. So I, I honor that. Thank you for being public and transparent with that. I, I have a great appreciation for that being your hero. And, and you, as you listen to your story, you can tell all of the things that you've learned from him and that you've gained from just owning his heroship in your life and passing it on. And I hear that in your story and in your testimony to your children and to this beautiful little girl. So if this was your opportunity to make a statement to the world, what would your T-shirt say? <laughs> mm. um, let's see. I wrote it down. It took me a while to figure out exactly what I wanted to say. So I think it would say, in the face of fear, pray for peace. Oh, that's really and good. I tried Talk to me think. about that. So just because all of those times when I just felt like fear was going to just take over and I had so many sleepless nights, I mean, I always tell people my paper pregnancy was so much harder than my actual pregnancies right? <laughs> because you don't know what is happening to your child. I mean, you feel like their child even before they're legally, legally yours because they're your child of your heart. And um, you just, I would stay up all night just thinking about whether she was okay, just praying for her just praying that there was someone in her life to show her love, that she had value until I could Mm. get there and just praying, you know, for, there were so many moving parts to that adoption. So many times when I thought it was just all going to fall apart, things were going wrong. And I got her home, obviously with God's help, but we got her home literally six months before the ban on Russian adoption. Oh, wow. And we didn't know that that was coming down the pike. We didn't know that was coming. Mm. And, and so I really feel like that's part of why God lit a fire in me, like, you need to get her home now. And right. there was one point where they were trying to delay her adoption by six months because I had gotten pneumonia when I was over there. Mm. And so I had this spot on my lung, which they make you do all of these scans and medical tests, and a medical in Russia, and it was a whole thing. So we had to get an oncologist to say, no, that's not cancer. That's just the remains of of pneumonia. But if they had postponed it by the six months the way they wanted to, we never would have gotten her home. Amen. I had all all of this, (laughs) all of this survivor's guilt for, for people that I knew that didn't get their kids home. Right. So... I just know that in the, all, through all of those fears, the only thing that got me through was praying and God giving me his peace. And he gave me peace in some of the, the t- sometimes when I thought there is no way I can feel good about the situation. And right. he gave me peace every time. It was, it was such a faith builder for me. I'm really glad. Marjorie, I just want to tell you thank you very much for your time today, for sharing your story with us, for... Um, Bring your transparency and your love of Jesus Christ to the table for all of us to share. And I can't think of a better way to close today than with your quote, in the face of fear, pray for peace. We hope that today's show has heroified you in some way. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be someone's hero. If you know a hero that we need to talk to, email us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com.